Every once in a while, a product comes along that changes everything. And that product is Aura. Aura is an easy-to-use app that includes everything families need to protect their identities, money, passwords, devices, and more. It's really easy to set up and has everything you need. So you don't have to download seven separate apps to get things like parental controls, antivirus, ID theft, and transaction monitoring, and more. You get everything at one affordable price. What makes Aura different, you say? It's simple to set up. It protects against today's and tomorrow's threats. And with parental controls to let your kids explore the internet safely. Filter harmful sites, apps, and manage screen time easily. Online safety for today's digital safety. It's tech that grows with you and your family. Browse safely, surf smartly. Aura comes packed with all the tools you need to protect you and your family from the online threats you can't see. Our listeners will get a 14-day free trial of Aura for individuals, couples, or their family by going to Aura.com potential. That's Aura, spelled A-U-R-A, dot com slash potential. Once again, get your first 14-day free trial of Aura by going to Aura.com slash potential. Protect what's important. Proactive protection for your assets, identity, family, and tech across every device. And remember, know your potential. in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Teo Sokol, and you're my co-host and uh, fellow up-and-coming superhero, Chris Dewar. Today's episode, we're reviewing the superhero film Blue Beetle, based on the DC Comics character Jaime Reyes, Blue Beetle, uh, from Warner Brothers. Uh, this is actually the fourth installment of the DCEU, and according to James Gunn, this is actually the first entry into his DCEU. Uh, we'll see. Uh, this film is directed by uh, Angel Manuel Soto and written by Gareth Dennett Alcour and stars Jolo Raduania as Jaime Reyes. This is the title character, Blue Beetle. So, um, yeah, we were very um, anxious to see what was going on after seeing The Flash and the latest Shazam, you know, and we've got... Of course, the second Aquaman coming out, Blue Beetle. We weren't really sure where this was going to fall, but James going to claim, "Hey, this is going to actually, we're going to Blue Beetle is going to stay around." But we, so we were maybe more excited because we knew that there may be a future for this character, where everything else we we're seeing, we may not see again. Um, but yeah, I was anxious. I didn't really know much about the character. I the only know what I know about Blue Beetle is uh, Injustice uh, video games. So this was. Uh, is something that i was looking forward to checking out um there are gonna be some mild spoil spoiler territory so just you know be warned for that spoiler warning there it is chris give us a brief synopsis of blue beetle so we're following jaime reyes who he's come back from graduating from gotham law university and he's realizing his parents his family are falling on hard times and they're about to lose their shop their home and, uh, you know, as much as he might have had dreams to kind of follow his own career path at the time, he needs to get a job 
to help support the family in this time of financial need. And eventually he's fallen into uh, being the caretaker of this, what looks like a hamburger box, and only to realize that inside is this blue scarab, which chooses him, and he becomes the blue beetle, uh, in which he has to then fight uh, the powers that be that are maybe trying to use this weapon for bad reasons. Um, and the thing is, you you really can look at this Blue Beetle film and go, okay, it definitely has the formula of many superhero films we've seen before. It does not, it does not really that it like ticks all the boxes, out yep. from, uh, you know, nothing that's really surprising, but you can't see this movie and not claim you had a bad time. It's just not possible. It's so fun to watch. Like it's so enjoyable. And what I think what a lot of people are finding to be the best element of the film is the family is, you know, I think Angel yeah. or Angel who uh, you know, directed this, he really strived to have an authentic representation of a Mexican family in this film. And that's from everything from, from their family dynamic. There's times where they speak Spanish and then back to English very quickly. Um, there's just the 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 house itself uh the culture is there and i thought that was very important for this film because we haven't really had we, we've had you know obviously some mexican characters but have like a mexican superhero you know this is great in that we haven't had this yet and zolo is just he's so entertaining i mean we love him on cobra kai he he has this energy he's got this like youthful like energy plus he's himself a very gifted fighter so like i'm pretty sure a lot of the time that he was able to be in the suit for the fight scenes he was up for he was game for it but it's also visually there's just a cool kind of visual yeah. style to this because you know they live in their like little town which is more kind of like supposed to be like you know the slums and you well and across is the big booming city of uh palmera city it's very vibrant with like, you know, neon lights and neon signs. So I thought it was kind of neat that when he is Blue Beetle, it, there's a lot of this blue and purple light represented um, in the fight scenes and like how, you know, the different locations they go to this whole cord uh, industries, which is run by the the evil Susan Sarandon, who um she's very much a one note villain in this, uh, unfortunately. Um, which I mean, yeah. again, it kind of works for the stock characters, if you will, of like, okay, these are the bad guys, these are the good guys, this is the girl he's trying to get, you know. Well, it's it's interesting where the the main villain is more is one it? note Ooh, than her henchman. Great, um, yeah. Which I was that was a nice uh, turn of turn of events. You know, we've got her kind of number two uh, Carapax. Uh, Ignacio Carapace by Raul Max Trujillo. Um, he's a bodyguard kind of working for her, but he's based on her, re you know, with her research and her work, uh, he's kind of like become more like cyber, uh, cybernetic. And, uh, you know, he wants the power of, of the blue beetle um, that they're all kind of searching for. But I really like that he was very intense. And I think there's a lot of heart to this film, but there's a, I really like the fact that they did have more of a DC where people are getting killed. Uh, there's some there's some good you know strong violence and there's some intensity to it, you know for those of you thinking oh it's just kind of like a carbon copy of 
um, Iron Man. It's not. It's a very different um, energy to it. And like you said, Jolo has such a great youthful energy, and he is really the heart of this film. Um, what I what I liked about the film, it kind of reminisces a little bit of the obviously the Iron Man, but really, you know, kind of reminds yes, of the movie yes, Star Trek. Like remember Kid. that movie with the kid from Jurassic Park? So kind of like that, where he's you know this reluctant superhero, and you know he doesn't really you know doesn't really want to to kill or hurt anyone, and I think that was really good at the very their very beginning of the <clears> idea that the suit allows him to create anything that he can think of, um, which I think is really great. But um, yeah, the visuals are really amazing. You talk about the color scheme, but I mean, just the CGI work, I thought was very well done. I mean, especially in the day and age where you and I are watching these well, films, you're like, clearly CGI. I mean, you know, it, it just looked very real, very visceral, especially the first scene. And you yeah. see this in the trailer when he it's gets very, the suit, uh, it's, it's very like, venom. Oh my God, um, like, what is happening? His transformation. And yeah, yeah, I was kind of shocked. This film, at least if this is accurate, claims to have a budget of like 104 million, which is on the lower end for superhero films. The Flash had yeah. like 250 to 300 million dollar budget, and I'm going. <laughs> you could see the CGI, the poor CGI, and, and a lot of that. And this crappy. was like oh, yeah. very well done. Um, and I think what was smart was that there are scenes where he really is in a suit, and then there's obviously times when, you know. CGI him moving around real quick, but yeah, I like the idea that he can create anything, and very much right away the suit naturally by its programming is thinking that it's going to you know oh you got to kill people to protect you know your defendants like no 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 we don't kill people and also like yeah there's times where he's very much like you got the wrong guy like this you know how do I you know very much in the typical superhero film he gets these powers. He doesn't understand these powers. He wants to find a way to get rid of these powers only to realize he's destined to have these powers and will use these powers. Um, and of course, you know, our, our bad guys who now realize that um, the blue beetle has been activated and this, this kid has it are willing to do anything to get it back, including attacking the family. And we find out that, you know, while it was kind of a funny scene in a way, how it was handled, in the beginning of the film, when Jaime comes back from college and he's catching up with his family, it's like, oh, by the way, your dad had a heart attack. And he's like, and we're losing the business. And it's just like, you know, why didn't anyone tell him? It's like, we... it's like, uh, it's like Louise, uh, yeah. and, um, Ant-Man. He's like, oh, I got, yeah. I got my dad got deported. And it's like, <laughs> like why, why didn't you tell me? And it's like, we didn't want to bother you. You know, you were doing your studying and all that kind of stuff. But we know his dad has this kind of heart condition going on. And so one of the most impressive scenes was they have this whole uh, the bad guys and a bunch of these army men coming to attack the house and Jaime comes in to try to protect. And this is where he gets to use cool these kind of these blaster weapons. He's trying to, you know, fight them off. And at one point, um, the dad does like have a, you know, another heart attack and he, he dies. Um, and Obviously, it's very dramatic to lose the dad. And this is kind of a turning point for his character where, like, he realizes that he needs to, you know, step it up. But they do a scene in this movie where, you know, again, it's a very typical superhero thing where, like, at one point he's captured. And the whole thing is Susan Strand's character has developed this OMAC, which is kind of like a system to turn soldiers into, like, super soldiers. But she's like, if we had the power of the Blue Beetle, yeah somehow 
you get that power put into the Olmec, it'd be unstoppable because they could create anything they want. They'd have all the armor, all this kind of stuff. And so they're like sucking up, you know, his energy and he's attached to this machine. And, you know, it's like very much like we've seen in a lot of superhero films where like they're taking the energy out of them. And he goes to like this dream state and he actually has this whole moment where he gets to kind of like say goodbye to his father um, within like a dream world. And it was a very beautiful scene. It was a scene where I'm like, if there's one scene you got to see in this movie, it's that scene just for like how well. That's the two. That's well the two jerker right there. Yeah. Um, but I thought the action was badass in this movie, especially you see it in the trailer when he creates that giant cloud like sword from Final Fantasy and he's fighting off yeah. our big old uh, Carapax guy. I mean, it's some great action. I mean, he, he, Carapax already has a pretty cool like fight style to him with the Omex system. But then he, with and he gets a little stronger with the blue beetle power put into his suit. I mean, he's pretty, he's like a giant RoboCop looking like transformer, like which kind of which kind of reminded me like um, Victoria Cord and the whole it kind of reminds she's like oh we're gonna you know put um, cybernetics or robots what? into the uh, police force. I thought that was very reminiscent yeah. of like a RoboCop. Uh, kind of film which i which i like that um fun fact though about palmera city you know in the um in the dc comics of the lore there is roy roy palmer who is the the atom so i wonder if there's a connection uh, mm. to that uh, for the future dcu so the atom which was kind of like their Ant-Man. um yeah. version of ant-man so that'd be kind of that'd be kind of cool to do it i will say the one one sad thing is that they didn't give a lot to do harvey guyan uh, as kind of their her lead scientist, he didn't really get yeah, much to true. do in this film, uh, which is kind of a shame since he's such a great uh, comedian and he's got some great comedic chops. He didn't have much to do uh, throughout this. But uh, speaking of comedy, and this is why you, if you want to have a comedic role, you put it, give it to a comedian. George Lopez is the wacky uncle um, who's this kind of like neurotic kind of anti-government. He he really was a. I found myself laughing a lot at George Lopez's stuff and. And uh, oh my god, the grandmother yeah. in this film! Oh my she god, is she hilarious. is hilarious. And of course, <laughs> as you see in the trailer, there's this cool moment where they find you know we have this character of of Jenny Cord, who was the daughter of Ted Cord, uh, Ted Cord, who we assume is long uh, dead at this point, um, is the sister or the brother to Victoria Cord. So Susan Tarandon is her character's Jenny's aunt, and. You know, we go back to Cord Mansion a few times and it's, you know, at this point it's all deserted and everything. But there's this whole kind of bunker downstairs where we see kind of, you know, Ted Cord was the original Blue Beetle. Not to the point with like the scarab and everything, but he had like suits and and he would fight crime and everything. It's like a little mini Batman lair in a way. And there's this cool ship that he had, like this Blue Beetle ship. And yeah, you got George Lopez, who he's all in the high tech, and he's also very anti-government throughout the film, which is really funny. Batman's a fascist, um, <laughs> and he like starts to use that thing, and and they, you know, the family with Jenny along realize they need to go back to help protect Jaime, and so this family when they when they have their you know job to do, it's a lot of fun to see, and of course, yeah, the grandma pulls out this giant like rotating gun and gatlin gun she's gatlin just, gun know. and they're all like how do you know to use that and she's like i'll tell you later now of course the grandma speaks the entire movie in spanish which is very accurate um and 
was hilarious is like she has notions like she was part of like the revolution like years ago and like she stormed you know some forts herself in, in her heyday so that was quite funny um but yeah you get this giant last battle and they do this great thing where you get this flashback scene for carapax that he was this small kid in a war-torn area who basically was taken in a time of like desperation because he had no one and he was manipulated to become this soldier and you know there's a whole section where you see that he had lost like an arm and a leg and part of his face during you know a certain war and susan Strandon using her technology you start to you know rebuild him and it's one of those kind of like frankenstein's monster kind of you know things where he is there still that boy in there that had a love for his family that jaime also has for his family like yeah. is that still there and so it is kind of those great moments where you have this giant fight scene between the two of them and they're almost at the point where they're going to try to kill each other but in the end jaime decides not to and you see there is like a a little bit of a respect at the end of like, oh, this woman did this to me. She turned me into this, this, this monster, and I don't want to be that anymore. So, in a very fitting end, um, the suit is able to like bomb itself, and he drags her into like, yeah. and she's like, no, don't take me. And they, uh, they all blow up, <laughs> yeah. and the, the family is able to escape at the end, and um. And of course, Jaime and Jenny, you know, they have a little bit of their romance finally gets to kindle and they, you know, they've had this romance mm-hmm. route and, um, yeah. And it's just kind of happy. And it's like, all right, man. So you're the Blue Beetle. Like, what are you going to do? And it's like, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll, you know, I'll use it for good. And this is maybe my purpose. And he flies, fly, you know, very superhero ending. He, he picks her up and it's like, hold on. And then he flies her off on the sky. But we get a mid credit scene where, there's a recording from the laboratory back at the abandoned uh, mansion and realize that uh, Ted Cord is still alive. Um, which is fun. The The director's already come out that if a sequel gets to happen, he would actually love to cast Jason Sudeikis as the dad, um, which I thought would be, would be perfect. Oh, well, but here's, where we get to sad corner yeah. of the podcast. No one went to see this movie, or at least not enough people has gone to see this movie yet. Um, which again, because if they did, the, the this would make even more money. Because I mean, the yes, reviews are great, it's a fun movie, it's so um, good. And I and I, I don't I don't know if it's um, superhero. Fatigue. Um, I don't know if people are kind of done with yeah fatigue, um, or maybe people don't like are more Marvel, more uh, less DC. I'm not sure. But um, and it's funny because this originally they were talking about having streaming this just to HBO Max. But they believed in and, it. Yeah, and maybe that might have been the route, and maybe, but they did believe in it. Um, so we'll see. Um, I mean, because originally, you know, like I said, Gunn said, "Oh, this is going to be," but who knows? He may walk back those statements. Um, you know, I really hope not because I feel like, especially Jolo, uh, who who plays Jaime, he was like he, I, I would, I would play this for years. Like he's so, I love his energy. He's so excited. And I think it would be definitely a really great youthful energy to add to the new DCU. Maybe he won't get a sequel right away. You know, maybe it's going to take some time if ever, or maybe they'll do more of a show for him down the line. But 
I definitely think Blue Beetle will be will be around to stay. Um, because again, they did claim that this is the first DCU character. This is not the first DCU movie that will still be Superman yes. Legacy, and you know, all still goes to plan twenty twenty five. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting with the whole DC performance. The last few years has been quite low. Um, obviously Shazam two performed very low. The Flash definitely bombed. Um, but you know, then you have like the Marvel side. Like Ant Man had a pretty strong first weekend, but then everyone kind of was like, "That's it for me," and that movie, you know, it hit like in the four hundred million dollar range. But then Guardians, everyone loved Guardians. Guardians was a very very good film that made it. You know, it's currently held holding the like third highest box office for the year and like the eight hundred million range. You got the Marvels coming up now, and especially with Dune two being moved to March. The Marvels has kind of a clear path for a few weeks um, and now it can claim some IMAX screens. So I think the Marvels can end up doing pretty well. But Aquaman 2 is kind of the one to watch for because the first Aquaman made over a billion dollars. That movie way performed more than anyone thought was going to happen. Um, and this one, especially yeah, for Aquaman, especially for Aquaman. this one's coming out <laughs> the holidays as well. Um, there's not really a huge bunch of movies coming out in December. So if Aquaman 2 also like really underperforms, I think it's just a sign to DC that this whole, you know, we're we're gonna rearrange and change up the DC. It's just people are over it. They like, you know, it's something that could have happened a long time ago. And uh, you know, that's been a huge problem with DC. Yeah. Whereas you know, with Marvel, it's like Marvel's been on track with the same actors and everything for a while now, but it's kind of been a hot mess because it's so much going on. There's too many storylines going on. So we're kind of we kind of, you know, what I think this film did for me was it reminded me a lot of the early phase one heyday of like Marvel and DC. So I think that's a that's a strong feature for it. If you just yeah. want a simple, fun, energetic, action-packed, you know, kind of origin story superhero film, this is it. Great cast, great music, great direction. So overall, I had a great time with Blue Beetle. I hope that... Uh, Jolo gets mm-hmm. more time in the suit down the line, and this character will be a mainstay. We'll have to wait and see. But I'm going to give Blue Beetle an 8.5 out of 10. Same here. Same here. 8.5 out of 10. Great film. Definitely check it out. It is still in theaters now. Blue Beetle. You can see it for yourself. Go see it once, see it twice. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to the Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.